G'day everybody, welcome to another season of Not The Footy Show. It is episode 192, straight from Casa de Cocksmith. Mm. I'm Warwick Nicholson and I'm joined once again by the pork connoisseur, the pork cooking connoisseur, mm. Mr. Rob Cox. Here I am, Was. I'm happy to be here. 2019 is my year. New year, new me. Oh, that's the episode done and dusted, I think. <laughs> you know, if you're coming looking for 2018 Cocksmith, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Gone. Uh, whereas you'll probably get the same old me. Mm. We have just had an absolute pork overload. Yep. We are about to record that we are recording this new podcast right now. We're going to be talking about the 10 predictions that I have for 2019 Cocksmith, mm. and you're just going to wing it. I'm just going to comment on them. Exactly right. Pick so that, that'll be the much more interesting part of the show. Sure. But we have just had a, a pork overload um, from the Condoblin region, I believe. Is that yep. correct? Yeah, from the parents' farm at Condoblin. Or to be more exact, a little place called Bobadar. Oh, Bobadar. Bobadar Pork. Bobadar Pork. Yep. Uh, proud sponsors of Not The Footy Show. And if you'd <laughs> like to be a sponsor of Not The Footy Show, get in touch with us at wdnicholson.com. Mm. The show will start now and it'll also be on YouTube. So make sure you check out uh, the link that I will put in the website and on the social accounts because mm. this show is taking podcasting to the next level. Ooh. Vlogging. Is that what it's called? It sounds like flogging, but yeah. it's vlogging. That's what we've been doing with this horse for <laughs> way too long. Wow. Not The Footy Show. Okay, we're back. No big breaks because it's going on the podcast or the, the vlogcast. What do you call it? Vlogging. Vlogging, it is. It's on YouTube. We are on YouTube. It is time to talk about predictions, Cocksmith. You love mm. a good news resolution you were telling me just before we it. started. Yep. We're not going to get yours because no one cares, but they sure. may care about these 10 <coughs> predictions for 2019. Yep. Now, you wanted to hear them before we started, mm. but we started speaking and the gold was flowing from you <laughs> like a fountain. So we had to stop and we get started right now. But before we start, 
Is it like a, a sardis and a stoppers? Yeah. What are you wearing, Coxsmith? Today, I'm wearing, care of uh, Wazza, I'm wearing my Not The Footy Show, Not The Footy Show three-quarter sleeved T-shirt. And you got adorned on the front of there, The mate. Mighty Dragons. And it's not the St. George Illawarra Dragons, is it? No, it's St. George Dragons. Circa 1982, 83. The way they should be. Logos. Do you know any Illawarra fans? I don't know any. Steve Mascord's an Illawarra fan. There you go. Maskey, shout out if you listen anymore. Yeah, I like Steve, so I'm not um, going to He was an Illawarra fan. Was Brad Walter an Illawarra fan? I don't know. He's, he's, down, there, he's down there. He's from down from from well, Coromel or he something might like that, be. I think. So yeah, there's yeah. another opportunity. Mm. And we've lost half our audience. Mm. I'm wearing the Raiders one, uh, not the New Year, New Raiders, not the Footy Show t-shirt. Mm. Uh, we do have a whole bunch of people who have ordered them. And I just haven't seen them since I arrived. So uh, mm. the WhatsApp group of fame, it is time to get in touch to get your t-shirt. First prediction of the year. I'm not even going to go and tee it up. Go. Jerome Hughes is a star at fullback for the whole season for the Melbourne Storm, robbing the papers of their already prepared SOS Billy uh, headlines that they've been preparing. Mm. Uh, agree or disagree, Cocksmith? Well, this is one of the ones we discussed, and I, I'm not entirely sure. I, I think... Um, who do you have playing halfback? You've got... You've got oh, Brady Croft to be the halfback. Okay. Munster back in at six. I don't think that they can leave Drinkwater out of it. I know I said Josh Josh Drinkwater Drinkwater before. (laughs) I meant Scott. I don't think they can leave him out of the team, mate. He's the most exciting young player that I saw in 2018. He's played one game of first grade. And he killed it. And you have absolutely declared him as better than Josh. And killed it, just quietly. Um, I know, I think he's a special player. Don't forget, he played in the halves for the junior kangaroos with Cleary. And Cleary was six and Drinkwater was seven. So, and he's a New South Welshman too. Don't forget that, um, yeah, he, he, uh, he's played at the highest level in the mm. junior ranks and he had a great debut with Melbourne last year when uh, Billy was unavailable or something happened to him, I don't know. But Jerome Hughes, mate, every time he's played at fullback for Melbourne, he has been the business. I know, but you know who Jer- Jerome Hughes reminds me of? And, and I haven't got any... Um, uh, I haven't done any uh, research on this, but the, what was the guy's name Shot. that used to play play halfback for Souths? He was a little Kiwi fella years ago, and he was in the game where Souths and East played each other, and Braith and Astor got a punch in the face from Fayalongo. And later in the game, this little halfback that I'm talking about and Braith came together in a bit of a stoush as well. Do you remember him? Do you know who he was? Well, f- well. I'll insert this later on. <laughs> You'll but, have to. But if you can, if you can, that's who he reminds me of. What year was that? What year was the Falongo incident? 2008, 2009. Okay. But that's who he reminds me of. And, he, and he's, he's like a player that really doesn't have much. He's a very one-dimensional player in my mind, Jerome mm. Hughes. He's safe. He's Chad Townsend-esque. That's what he's like. And mm. uh, I think to be a special player in the NRL, you need another gear. Just quietly. Yeah, I think he's a fantastic footy player i think you're going to be surprised he's going to be magnificent what we haven't talked about at all is Mm. the last little bit of information that i put into that prediction which is billy slater not getting the uh the calls left right and center yeah if you're the papers i think you cultivate that as many chances you can of course nothing but readers but Mm. i do get the sense that with billy's decision to go and coach in the afl Mm. for st kilda i think it is yeah there's a little bit of a what's the word separation of 
the situation there, and I think that I don't think he'll get the the the, the call won't go out from Melbourne. Unless you maybe have a serious injury to Cameron Smith or something is he, like that. Will he be on the staff with Queensland though? Billy? I'm not sure about that one. Yeah. He may, he may find a gig. It's just, I, I think that the way that uh, Bellamy is, is wired, mm. he's going to prove again that, you know, I lose one other star or I just, we just go about our business and get stuff done. Mm. And mm. I think Billy played a couple of years longer than we thought he would. Yeah. Uh, he obviously had that period where he was injured, but I just, I think that Jerome Hughes is the guy. But you're saying, Scott, drink water. So there's prediction. Number one. Number two, mm-hmm. the Warriors. They're going backwards without Sean Johnson. Mm-hmm. I think Stephen Carney's head won't be the only one to roll in Auckland. Ooh. As the owners realise they've had a huge mistake backing management over there. Who else is gone? Back. Who else? Well, the CEO, I reckon, will get punted. They've sort of, they made a bit of a turnaround last year. I know they didn't finish the season the way they wanted to, mm. but they weren't willing to commit to SJ beyond 2019. And before you knew it, he was out of there. I think this is a huge mistake. I'm not saying they win the premiership if Johnson sticks around in 2019. What I'm saying is the Warriors go backwards without him. Yeah, the Warriors are interesting, aren't they? They're, they're so hot and cold. that Everyone knows this. I'm not breaking new ground here, but they're so hot and cold. And, you know, it was one of their better years last year, 2018. They, they kind of... They waned a little bit towards the back of the year, and I don't mean Wayne Bennett, by the way. They just kind of tape it off. <clears throat> um, I think getting rid of Shaw Johnson is a is a mistake. Yep. Now, uh, but I don't know what the machinations were as far as did Sean just want to leave? Did he want more money? Did he did he want a new start or something like that? They still didn't need to let him go, but it's really hard to force a player to stay at a club. Yep. Um, I think, yeah. Look, I don't think the Warriors will make the eight this year. I think there's going to be two teams. Mm-hmm. that won't make the eight that made the eight this year. Um, but we can talk about that later. Yep. Um, who else goes, though? Will they have a big clean-out? Will they just declare a big clean-out and start punting players and assistant coaches and the coach and everyone? I think there'll be a clean-out, the Warriors. They've, mm. they've recruited too many players in the last few years. I just don't I don't get... And there's nobody in the system... There's a, there's a kid called Hayes per, Pernum, right, who's Pernum. a fullback. Yep. But that's Roger Tuivasa's spot, so sure. check spot. So uh, th- there isn't a half that is about to magically appear for them. Yep. And that's the concern I have if mm. I'm the Warriors because they also let Mason Lino go to the Knights. Oh, that's right. So so they're without a halfback, really. It's, it's, a, it's a worry. I mean, Blake Green will take all responsibility there. But, yeah, yeah I'm concerned for the Warriors. Mm. As for SJ, uh, things looking rosy about three weeks ago when yep. he joined the Sharks and uh, we're not even going to really cover that part of it but he's got a new coach congratulations John Morris good luck number three hmm. Parramatta struggle early just as they did in 2018 Michael Jennings is Super League bound by June and Brad Arthur could be out before then that's a is, trifecta was well I think the first one informs two and three I hmm. think the Eels I, I struggle to say they've let Corey Norman depart which yeah. So uh, it's another player that Mitchell Moses doesn't want to play with, or maybe more so Norman didn't want Is Mitchell to... Moses still deliver a ruin? Don't know. Not, not around he here. He was this time last year, if you recall. We had that conversation. Not around here, he's not. <laughs> well, if he is, he hasn't been to my house, so, thankfully. Uh, um, do you think Parramatta struggle? I'm, I'm yes. talking more at the start of the year. I just, yeah. Yeah, I, look, I'll, I'll add one to that. Um, Brad Arthur will go. Um, mm. And don't be surprised if you see an ex Cronulla coach at Parramatta. Uh, by 2019, uh, I, I think it's, he's a special. 
to go there, Flano. Um, I think that he uh, well he he, he started. What you're saying is he he won't have a long suspension. To no, I don't think so. I think the suspension will be as long as 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 the NRL decides it'll be. Yep. And I, I look, I, I don't think you can suspend him for any more than a year. Um, and I think that'll fit right in with the... It's funny um, you say that because I would say as a first slap on the wrist kind of situation, I agree with you. Mm. But the fact is he was banned for a year, yep. did what he had to, wasn't supposed to be doing, mm. then said, I didn't do any of that. Mm. Then he gets suspended again. Mm. Did, I, I, I can see it being longer than that year if he had a year the first time. Like yeah. that's, that's the way suspensions tend to go. Though this is the NRL, it could go the other way. Yeah. But I think that you're right in saying there'll be a vacancy uh, there at Paramount. I think there will be, the and end. I think anything short of a top eight will have have the, have a vacancy. And I remember I th- they were they were on the verge two years ago. Oh, Everyone absolutely. was like, "Oh, Parramatta." I mean, I had them in my like I had them fourth heading into last year. They nearly knocked, knocked Melbourne off to get into a grand final, and then they capitulated against the Cowboys. Didn't That's they? right. Yeah, it's funny how this game chews up teams who have expectations and all over them. Yep. Number four, uh, a team that. Went backwards last year, even though they got their best player back the whole season, North Queensland. Uh, I think they actually start 2019 on fire. Mm. Ben Barber and Michael Morgan, I love the partnership that they've got the potential to build there. Mm. It may not work out straight away, but there's something about those two really good support players, both of them. Mm. I can see a lot of situations this year where one of them makes a break and the other one's on the inside and finishes off the try. It's a... They're a nice combo to have. The big question for the Cowboys will be there, what they do in the centres because they've yeah. let everyone go in their back line pretty much. Uh, and I think Jason Tamalolo is Jason Tamalolo at least for another year. My concern with him is how long does he have before the body starts to feel what mm. he's put it through. Yep. But Cowboys for me, they're the team that for that first half of 2019 are a team that starts delivering what their roster says, yeah. even without JT. What I find interesting is where are they going to play Barber? At six or one? Fullback. Who's six? Jake Clifford. They've put their eggs in the basket. Okay, he's come from... He was uh, Queensland Cup. Oh, he's, he? a, he's, a, he's a junior. Okay. They've had big raps on him for a while. Okay. He got a chance last year, but mm. never really had a chance to be dominant next to JT. Mm. Uh, as, as obviously, JT was, didn't have a fantastic year last year, but yep. the situation of the team. Where but does Morgan coming back, halfback. Where does Val Holmes play when he gets there? Oh, is, is he trialling in Townsville? Is he for uh, the NFL? Is that what's happening? When he gets there, where does he play? One or six. And Barber Barber, is six. I think. Or Barber to Cronulla. Yeah, well, that's the question. Uh, (laughs) Does Barber go back to Cronulla if uh, Flanagan's not there? If if Val Holmes isn't there? Good question. Good question. Uh, But that's not the prediction. The prediction is the Cowboys. So you're agreeing with the Cowboys have a good start to 2019? They'll have a better start than. They'll have a better year this year than they did in 2018. I'll put it this way. I agree. Matt Scott, I know he's at the back end of his career, but there is no way he starts next year. No, but he'll yeah, be that, fitter. So he'll, that's, be, he'll you have Matt Scott come off the bench for you, mm. and Scott Bolton, and they're playing roles that they they should be playing. Yep. Uh, Cohen Hess full season. Yeah, you know, I like sure. I like as the old Cowboys. Jordan McLean who had a good end of the year. So Cowboys are a big team. Number five, and then we'll have a break. Yep. Uh, Newcastle flirt with being a very good team. Yep. But are on the outside looking in come finals time. Well, I think they're a top eight team. You think they're a top eight team? I do, and that that leads into, or, or it'll trail <clears throat> what what I'm going to say later on about the two teams that won't make the eight. Yep. Um, I think Newcastle will make the eight. I think they'll creep in in seventh or eighth, but I think they'll make the eight. They'll be a much more consistent team. They've bought really well. Um, they've got a couple of players that were injured, like um, uh, Moga, who's Moga. going to come back, um, who at his best can be, uh, you know, at least as good as the uh, Dalian Centre of the year. 
from last DJ year. DJ Lalua. Yeah. He didn't even turn up to the awards ceremony because he didn't win. <laughs> so I think I think um, I think they're going to have a very. And good they've year. got clamour. I mean, it's not better in the bush here. That is a. It's a great bike. Uh, I mean, if you're a Bulldogs fan, you are still crying. And, and he'll want to prove something too. Oh. So for the first six rounds, uh, first of all, he'll want to prove something, and secondly, he'll have that thing that we're not going to talk about tonight coming up in June um, to play for. So couldn't even tell you when they're being played. Yeah. Um, February, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Newcastle, the big question for them is related with Caelan Ponga. Uh, there's been talk he's going to play the 5 role, Connor Watson back to fullback. Uh, part of me has a feeling this could be a bit of a smokescreen. Uh, a lot of raps coming into last year, delivered mm. pretty much, playing at fullback. Yeah. There is no need to rush the kid. Mm. Let him play at fullback. And this whole argument, oh, he's going to run more. I, I, I don't buy that when you think of the defence he's going to have to do. Well, you, know, you know what I think he's going to do? This is what I think yep. they're going to do. They're going to, they're going to play him at fullback, but when they get into attacking position within 30 metres of the line, they'll put him at 5'8", at a second receiver. That's pretty much what his natural game is. Yeah. And that's what he is... It's, you can see it. And look, and then he doesn't have the pressure in defence I mean, Lockyer well. was 26, 27 when he moved to 5'8". Yeah. Yep. Um, if not a little bit older. He'd already had a great career at fullback. And everyone <laughs> forgets how good a fullback he was. That's a great fullback. one of the mm. hilarious parts of the whole Darren Lockyer versus Billy Slater conversation. Everyone tells you that... Billy Slater is the greatest fullback that ever lived, and I'm thinking, I saw a pretty good fullback there for about eight years. Yeah, Lockie was fantastic. <laughs> he was, I, I rate him better than Slater mm, in, oh really? at, at that position. Okay. I, just that's as great as he was at mm. five eighth. I just always think of Lockyer as a fullback. Mm. Um, the thing with Ponga is you don't need to move him because Connor Watson is a good footy player who can be a potentially very good football player. Yeah, he's a five eight. Remember, everyone forgets that. Mitchell Pearce missed most of last year in the middle of the year. Yeah. That no doubt would have had an impact on Watson playing at six. Sure. So I've got no dramas in saying that Newcastle will be very good out of the gate. They'll mm. be a team that flirts with that spot. Mm. I'm just not convinced that they can be one of the teams that pushes another team out. I just, you know what? I just look at them and I just don't see a big weakness there, apart from cohesion early on. I, I, I think, you know... I, as much as you know, I don't really like Mitchell Pearce all that much. I think he's a great club, club football player, yep. um, and I think, mate, I think he'll lead him to a to a, a semi final position. Got the depth that you spoke about before with the signings they've made next year, their centres will be Moga mm-hmm. and Jesse Ramian. Mm-hmm. That's that's locked in loaded. That's what it'll be, which means that Matatia, Sian Matatia, needs to find a spot. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's headed to the bench because how do you fit him into the back row? Well, you don't, but I think he's. I think he will be a bench player. And and what's happening with the dog, Ross, Nathan Rostock? Oh, uh, if he gets on the wing, then good luck to him. That's mm. it's it's the comp- competition that Nathan Brown's created there. Mm. His challenge is going to be picking the right team now. They've sure. still got a question mark at hooker. I know they've picked Kurt Mann up to play hooker. Right. Danny Levi is not a bad football player. Mm. You, I think he's a good you, football player. Yeah, but. Kurt Mann ain't forcing anyone out of the halves. He's not forcing anyone out of the centres. I don't think Kurt Mann, since he's played grade, has forced anyone out of anywhere, to be honest. I mean, uh, obviously he's got to have a talent and skill and toughness level to play NRL, but he's not not a nine. I don't think he's a nine, and I don't think he's going to force Danny Levy. And the interesting thing about that is they've picked up all this depth, but I don't know. There's still questions for mine on... What's Brown's style? Uh, are they going to be all out attack? I think you'll see it this year. I think he's I'd got. Like a, to see it. I think he's got a team he wants now. He, he inherited badly um, from the previous regime, or the previous two regimes. But I think you'll see more of Brown. And and look, if you don't, he won't coach again. Mm. If if we don't see 
a, a quite a spirited lift in level this year from the Knights. Um, he won't last. Yeah, they they can't finish in that bottom rung of the, mm. of the table. No. Uh, because they, of what you've said that he's got the team he wanted. If they just miss out on the eight, I think he gets I, a reprieve. I think that's where they end up. That's okay. my, that's my gut feel. Yeah, I think they'll make the eight. But yep. Okay, there's five predictions, Cocksmith. We've oh, just fantastic. raced through them. How good have we gone? How good? And only 22 minutes in. <sighs> Look at that. Yeah, but there exactly. was three minutes of BS before that. So well, only 19 like People would argue in. there's been 19 since. Yeah, okay. Now, I'm going to go to a break for the go podcast on. listeners. You gotta, you gotta, I think you ought to read some questions too over there. Uh, no, not really. There's only one what? from Brendan Clark. No one really wants to. Um, hey, oh, BC. BC. Come on. Yeah. Okay, we'll leave with one as we as we head to the break on Not The Footy Show. All right, episode 192. Uh, Brendan Clark asks, if a player does the bubbler in a public toilet, but there's no one to put it on Instagram, did it really happen? Uh, okay, I'm gonna. I'm, I know that he said that as a joke, but I'll, I'll tell. <laughs> I'll tell you this, because we know what BC's like. He likes a joke. Um, I, I think. What's that photograph? Oh, thank you. I'm sorry. Uh, I think I'll he, up for the YouTube followers. He's obviously referring to Todd Carney, and I think my my answer to that is choose your drinking partners carefully, and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the tree that falls in the like forest. Like right now, you've chosen your drinking partner superbly. Just I mean, drinking dry ginger is. ale, mate, mixed with a little bit of uh, something. Hang on, what am I drinking? <laughs> you don't want to know. Um, no, what I'm saying is, mate, I think that, that, that whole thing with Todd Carney, that whole episode, that yep. whole half a dozen years of Todd Carney was he, him not drinking, not picking his drinking partners correctly. You know, it's well, known, it's well known that Todd would go out and he would recruit drinking partners whilst out, basically drinking with anyone who would drink with him, and a big mistake. He's Todd Carney did do some terrible, not terrible, but some bad things early on. Like, he did plenty of those things. That was the, that was his issue at Canberra. But, but most it was the, the volume. But most of the things he did were harmless pranks, and maybe not maybe shouldn't have done them as an NRL player and as a as a role model to kids mm. but he really didn't hurt anyone luckily um but he later on in his football career his biggest um misdemeanor was he was a terrible judge of character uh he would judge people that he would associate with whilst he was inebriated um i mean he, meaning he would judge them while he was inebriated that they were yep. safe to drink with and people took advantage of him and um he did himself out of a career that could have probably come good. But anyway, that's the answer, Brendan. I hope it wasn't too serious for you. And thanks for drawing something on my face on um, the WhatsApp group. Yeah, I really enjoyed uh, that. If I was with yeah, you right if now. If you don't know the WhatsApp group, you just don't ask. Don't ask. We'll be back after the break here on Another Pretty Show episode 192, the 2019 Top 10 Predictions Special. Special. Not the Pretty Show. Should I pause it? No. no. Let's keep going. Okay, what are we going to, are we, have we got any other questions from any other beep idiots? No. Do you want a lolly? I'm going to have to. Oh, sorry. <laughs> beep. Would you like a lolly? I love a lolly. What have you got in here? Oh, milk bottles. Score. Oh, really? See, you and I get on well because I don't like milk bottles. I don't like you strawberry. You like yellow snakes? Oh, mate, is that some kind of a personal question? Or? <laughs> <laughs> if it's yellow, you should go see a doctor, mate. <laughs> Oh, he's going on. No, I've got to edit that out. Okay, we're back. It's episode 192 of Not The Footy Show. Warwick Nicholson in one seat, Rob Cox in the other. We are not only recording the podcast, we are streaming it on delay. 
to YouTube. You thought that was live for a second there, didn't you? Yeah. Because you can. That's one of the features. We've got the, I, I, as you may or may not remember, I do mm. some work in the space online and put myself... A, well, we should you know, next time. If you want to roll the dice, we should do it. Yeah, we should. We should for all three people that will watch. Mm. Uh, we've got the GoPro going. And one of the features they've got now is you can go straight to the, the Facebook. And Just the, via uh, Wi-Fi. Yep. yep. Sweet yeah. as. Can't do it from the middle of the Northern Territory, I found out, but that's all right. Sweet as. But here we go. We are up to number six on the predictions for 2019. Reminder, Sucks. they are my predictions. Mm. They are not Cocksmiths. He is mm. just throwing his uh, 58 cents worth into the mix afterwards. Mm. Now, we're on to the Canberra Raiders, who currently don't have... A coach? Oh. Did you? Really? Gee. What happened? Harsh. I think <laughs> I Canberra hope in pick hell. up... <laughs> well, that's probably closer. Uh, Canberra pick up a genuine halfback or fullback early to mid-season as Sam Williams just isn't going to be the answer Ooh. across the side from Aiden Caesar, which means if it's a fullback, Jack Whiten moves into the halves. There is a little Twitter thing going around mm. from a guy who is a big Canberra fan in New Zealand. Right. Who says that there is a good chance a young fullback from the western suburbs will be going to Canberra? Name names. A little while. Well, he's not named a name. The question becomes who could that be? There is a fight going on at uh, Penrith for that fullback spot because young Dylan Edwards is coming back from injury and Dallin Watini Zelezniak. The New Zealand captain. Exactly. Loves playing fullback. Do you think that's who we're talking about, Coxman? Well, I think I think um, DWZ's a better fullback. I think he's a better player. <clears throat> um, in saying that, Dylan hasn't really had a lot of time in first grade. So, um, and I think I'm not sure if he played any games on the wing. I thought I would have thought that he would have been better off starting on the wing and, mm. and growing into that position. But hey, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna question Gus and, and his motives out there or the co- whoever's coaching at the time. Yep. Um, I, I think they, it could be right, um, is, but is he also talking about possibly the Tigers? Because the Tigers have got a little, a little bit of a clog up there. Um, well, what's the clog look like? I, I'm, I'm not familiar with the clog. Well, they've got a Kiwi fella that they, they uh, what's his name? Uh, the five eight fullback from the Warriors. You know the young bloke. <laughs> you mean name. the one that's gone to Leeds? Oh, is he gone? Okay. Well, <laughs> see, I've oh, been on holiday. I've been on holidays. <laughs> he's on fire. Dragons fan. He doesn't care about the Tigers. <laughs> I've been all, oh, I love the Tigers though. So he's gone, is he? Lola he's gone. He's gone. He, they punted him. Okay. Um, bye bye. Uh, don't know why. Uh, let's go to the. Uh, <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't get him fit. Because Moses yeah. M- Moses and Bai, remember? That's right, Moses he and Bai. So he'll be um, staying. He's a good bloke. As long as it's not Corey Thompson, who goes okay, but he's not the answer for the Raiders. But if we mm. shift back to Canberra, yep. that is the question for them is that okay. they, they can't is, go into the season. Is Whiten, is Whiten your half? Is well, it, see, I, see I, my I, thing with him is I don't think he is a – it sounds so stupid to say out loud, but I'm going to say it anyway. Mm. I don't like him as a ball-playing fullback. All right? Okay. But if he had to play 5'8", then was a running 5'8", I can live with that. Because he tries to overplay his hand, I think, playing as a ball-playing fullback, and he's okay. not one of those. Mm. I'm not saying that you move him to six and say, I want you to set up 50 tries in the season. You're not asking that of a player like him. Mm. Whereas if you get like a Dylan Edwards, who is just a meter eater, just gets your sets starting well, yeah. can chime into the background back line when he needs to to run the ball. I think, look, Aiden Caesar, if you remember the year that he had it, was really good at the um, Titans four or five years ago now. He ran the show up there. Hmm. 
and that's what Canberra evidently will have to have because I I personally don't look at the way that they've played the last few years with Austin and uh, Caesar on one side of the field and the other. Mm. It hasn't really worked. Yes, 2016, it, it was fantastic and they played good football, but I say give it to Caesar and say run the show, kid. That's okay. my feel. Yeah. I think it all hinges on Sam Williams failing, that prediction of yours. And, and, and let's be honest, if, if history's anything to go by, then he, then he could very well fail. Um, uh, the thing I, to consider is that Josh Hodgson doesn't need another dominant half. No, the no. The way he plays. No, no, he doesn't. The he, key to that whole season was that, that 2016, yeah. he ran the show from there. As good as Austin and, and, and Caesar were, they sure. were off the back of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, I, I think... Uh, I, th- I think that I think that Canberra would do really well with another half. Hmm. Um, I just don't think Whiten is your answer. I think Whiten, if anything, Whiten's more of a centre than he is a fullback. Even I think, and I think that Dalliam, centre of the year, says no, you can't have my spot. Mm. The captain of the club says you can't have my sure. spot. Sure, no, no, playing, I, I get that. I get that. But I'll, I'll tell you now that if one of them weren't there. He'd be the center, he'd be the hmm. replacement. Well, center. would he be? Because there's a kid called Nick Kotrick who needs to get off the wing. As much as I love him, there, he needs to play closer to the ball. Sure. Or sure. does he play fullback? Well, I think he's probably more of a fullback than Whiten is. But um, I, a few times there last year it was very good. Yeah. No, I think someone like Chad Townsend would do very well at, at Canberra, um, being that that kind of very steady kind of player um, and, and that's the bit where I, I don't disagree with you in terms of I think he is a player who has some pedigree he's won, mm. won a premiership he's he, a genuine and, half too you know but I guess my only counter question to that is do you get much better with Chad Townsend in your seven than you do having Sam Williams there? I'm not saying oh yeah no no, 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 no you I'm do talking that. about your premiership window mm. element I don't think that Townsend's Townsend got a better kicking guy I, I just don't think he makes you a Top four team. Now, I'm not saying that Dylan Edwards does that, but there is a bit more potential in the pipeline there that allows you to have a little bit more hope. It's just my gut okay. feel around that. Hey, you're, you're the Canberra supporter. You can wish for whatever you want. Exactly right. You can wish for whatever you want. I just don't think that I don't think that a fullback is going to be your answer in putting White in at halves. I mean, in the halves. I personally, I could be wrong, and I'm happy to be proved wrong. Jamie Sowers got him on the wing. Anyway, number seven, uh, Victor Radley takes the starting lock spot at the Roosters permanently and ends up forcing his way onto the New South Wales bench by the end of Ooh. the series. There is a prediction for you. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I could see that happening. I could also see someone like Cam Murray. Um, maybe not 2019, 2020. Yeah, I don't think yet. But I, th- I could see Cam Murray in a light blue jersey. Um, but Victor Radley, mate, he's... Um, um, I like him. I like him, and I'd, and I'd like him for New South Wales he, too. He looks as a player to me that if you give him 10 minutes, that would be his best 10 minutes. Totally. He doesn't need a role. A bit like Dylan Walker when he came on years ago at 5'8". It was one of his best 10 minutes of all. I hope you were joking then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, is he dead set serious here? I can't, I can't really tell. And I'm in the same room, which is a rarity. <laughs> uh, I still wasn't sure. Joking. Yeah. Uh, what a masterstroke from the master coach, Loz. Well yeah. played, Lars. Uh, but to me, that's the role that he could play for us. Sure. And yep. he'll move Isaac Liu to the bench for the Roosters, which is the role he played in the grand final anyway. And I think that's more his position. Yep. It, it, 
scary to think about what the Roosters Buckaroo is next year. Mm. The big question more is how much has Boyd Cordner got left in the tank? I know he had a huge year this last year. Well, what is he, 26? He's, he's young, he's 25, 26, 25, but yeah. he's had a lot of footy. Even as much as he's been injured, he's crammed a lot of footy around that. Uh, Angus Crichton goes in there next year. Yep. And Victor Adley is your lock. That's a, that's a fair old... It's a great pack. Uh, it's a good team. Row. It's a good and team. Yes, they've only, only lost two, is it? Um, they lost... M- m- um, what's his Fergo. name? They lost Fergo and th- that replacement centre. Oh, Madison. No, m- um, They lost Madison as well. And Mavoski. M- oh, Mavoski, yeah. But yeah that's, uh, Madison's the other one who left. Yeah. But that's, a, that's the prediction from my end is that uh, Radley... I know Freddie loves the bloke, like loves mm. him like a brother or a son or maybe his son. I don't know. Hey, uh, <laughs> have you got another prediction, Re the Roosters, by the way? No, no, no we'll get on that at the end. I think you, okay. you, you, you bear off the back of these and see what you come up with. But yep. that's where we're up to. Yep. I think that he will be in that team by the end of the series. Number cool. eight. This is a bit of a left field one and it's not really a uh, gigantic stab in the dark, but mm. it's a stat that I am quite interested in. Sean Lane. Do you know who Sean Lane is? Mm. Yeah, the giraffe. Mm-hmm. Does not score more tries than Will Chambers and Dane Gagai combined again this season. <clears throat> Can you believe that Sean Lane had nine tries in 2018? Oh, wow. And Chambers and Gagai had four each. Fair dinkum. I didn't know that. What a stat. Oh, mate, you can make anything up you want. But yeah. that's pretty David amazing Middleton. that Each the Australian rep player quality playing at Melbourne and at South, who yep. both scored a lot. Like South scored the most tries last year. Mm. And Sean Lane outscored both of them. Going to the Parramatta Eels this year, Sean Lane, just out of... A bit of a journeyman, isn't he, Sean? But I don't know why. He burst on the scene with the Bulldogs. Had a great a really, player. And then apparently must have had an ordinary off-season and then... I think he... Yeah, there was something, something that I read mm. somewhere about the manly experience that he had. Um, but it sort of leads to a bigger question of... Fuzzatua was the top try scorer last year. Mm-hmm. No SJ. Yep. A lot of combination between those two. Can Fuzzatua... No. Go back. No, you're no. just saying he won't score more than 20 tries this year. I can't, well, I, well I, I can't see any Warriors player ever being consistent enough to win two awards in, in two years. Oh, brutal. I just, I just can't. What about Gagai and Chambers? More than five tries this year? Yep. Both of them? Well, it depends on injuries, obviously, but if they're both. Yeah, more than five tries each. Yeah, okay. I see that. And Sean Lane won't get like 20? No. The only person that scores any tries for Parramatta all year? <laughs> Fergo will score some. Fergo's, Fergo's a really good buy for them, mate. I, I know. We've had a lot of jokes about Fergo. I think he's a very good buy for Parramatta. Wow. I do. I do. I I'm, I'm no fan either. I'm mm. not a fan. Oh, uh, we'll get to the last two predictions and these ones. Yep. These are speculative in the stream. I thought you were going to say well, spectacular. They're, they're not. Well, the first one's pretty good. <laughs> Number nine. <laughs> this will be Ray Warren's last season calling the game week to week. What a safe bet. The emergence of Matt Thompson in the last few years has allowed Channel 9 to expose him to a raft of games. Mm. So look for Rabs to announce this will be his last, his farewell tour entering this season. Mm. Thoughts? He's about 129 years old. I mean, you'd expect him to... Ret- you're gonna- <laughs> if we're sitting around this table again next year and you come up with the same, the same bloody, you know, I've got an exclusive for you, then... I, 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 I did not use that word. Virtually. That word does not live on this show. <laughs> All right. Uh, look, it, it very well could happen, mate. I know Rabs uh, doesn't like travelling, doesn't work on most days that end in Y, um, and each year it what seems... What days does that leave? None. It does. It just what it does. What, what I'm saying is, he. I think Rabs comes with a lot of conditions, but the biggest condition that he comes with is his age. Now, mm. um, he's in his seventies, and and why would you want to? He's made plenty he of money. Still, has that 
big game voice. Oh, he's, he's his voice fantastic. Is I've been watching a little bit of the old stuff that's been on Fox League the last couple of weeks, which is what they should have during the season. Yep. There should be a classic game every night, guys. Mm-hmm. Get the message. Yep. And you can hear him in the early 80s and there's just this... He would have been probably in his 30s or whatever at the end, but there was just this energy and enthusiasm mm. to his... And he's got, he got better as he went. Like, mm. he wasn't perfect at the start. Mm. But I'll just maintain there is a perfection to the way he commentates rugby league, which is he just says the player's name. Yep. He doesn't say anything else. Yep. And yep. I've got, we've got some stuff that we'll watch in the next years. I won't say months because it probably won't happen for that time. But even on Origin Games, when he's going through Fitler... Mm. Daily mm. Wishart Or mm. whatever it is Like The mm. way he does that Is just That's rugby league And how it should be commentated Sure And that's something That I'll give Matt Thompson credit I think he's, he's adapted to that Quite well He doesn't overplay his hand And that's something That a lot of commentators I think could um, Adopt Yep Because you've got guys Next to you Who need to speak And that's a skill That I think Rabs Has had since he started mm. and if you look at back at those old games in the 80s and whatever he would actually be the second caller yep in a lot of those matches so he'd learnt the art of pick your times to speak sure and speaking of that I could shut up now but I think what you'll see is this will be the last year that he'll do anything week to week mm-hmm. I can see him doing Origin again maybe next year mm-hmm. maybe a, a couple of finals games in the grand final but I think you'll see the end of him doing okay Friday night football Thursday night football he might do the odd Sunday, more of the Sunday game as the year goes on, but I think yeah. this is the one where he'll put his hand up and say, guys and girls, this is the last, this is my last, last little run at commentating yeah. regularly. I'm only going to do 23 games for my 900,000 a year. Nice. Nice. Number 10. Mm-hmm. I have gone on a limb here. Okay, Cocksmith. This now, is unlike I've you. I've got through nine relatively straight down the middle, logic, reason, coming together for... Predictions. Yeah. But this one. Wheel it out. Billy Slater falls just short in winning the Wally Lewis medal as a player of the Origin Series, which is a prize given he goes back-to-back later in the season winning the Dally M and Clive <laughs> Churchill. Uh, you couldn't help yourself, could you? I agree. I tend to agree. <laughs> Get on, kids. Mate, let me just say something about that. And I might have said it because something's ringing in my head about it. They need to change... They need to change whatever they're doing with those awards. They need to make it absolutely transparent and not a rort like it's been because last year was a rort with was a capital it? R. That was, that was bad. I mean... It was terrible, was. There was it was another one. Bad. There was another one in that thing that I... And I'm not pulling away from what he did for his team, but how did Damien Cook not win the Dallium medal? When the Warriors finished like ninth, eighth or seventh or something like that, Sheck was good. But Damien Cook was just, he was tremendous the whole season. They finished second or third. and He wasn't so great in that major semi-final. Oh, but, but I know what you're saying. That's not what it's judged on. No. Um, again, you know, I'm sure this doesn't happen, but my pessimistic, cynical mind mm-hmm. has visions of a bunch of old blokes sitting around a table, not unlike us, except there's more of them, and they say, okay, whose turn is it this year? Oh, we haven't given one to a Kiwi for a while. Uh, let's give it to the Kiwi. <laughs> Didn't Jason Tamil though, win it? But you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. Well, I mean a warrior player. Yeah. Um, that's, my, that's my 
pessimistic, cynical mind. Mm. But I don't know if I'm all that far from the from the truth. I, I think that I'm pretty close. I, I actually don't reckon it's so much a case of they sit down and go, who can we give it to? I think it's the it's the basis of how the scoring is done that yeah. Well, look, look, over the course of the year, you you go down a road where you are making sure you give votes out as yeah. opposed to judging the game by game, and mm. that's part of it that. That doesn't sit well with me is that sometimes a player will play on a team that got beaten by 20 points and the judge will look at him and go oh he was their best player mm. oh, I'm sorry you got smashed by 20 points you shouldn't yeah. get anywhere near the score yeah. that's what they did with that players champion for a couple of years there mm. They'd, and I've said this in the podcast many times but they'd give the players on the winning team ballots and say who are the three best players in the opposition after yep. you beat them 50 points to nil yeah. and that player would get every single vote from that team mm. And so he'd walk out of that match in a game that he's lost by 50 points and have a flurry of votes and mm. the blokes who won would have to share it between the rest of them. Yeah. And then they went, oh, this guy's a player of the year. Like, what? Yeah. Like, and the Dallium's isn't too far from that because they've got a spread of, of voters who, and it came out during the year last season, that someone gave someone votes and they weren't even playing in the game. I'm like, yeah, I'm just, yeah, it... What I think we need to do is get past the fact that Dally M is a nice honour. Mm. It's a nice title. <clears throat> yeah. But, you know, for anybody who watches the majority of rugby league across the course of the year, which is a whole bunch of sad people, so thanks for being part of the club, is that we get a pretty good idea who have been the best player out of the course of the but, season. But if it's an official award, like the, the Wally Lewis medal or the Dally M, it, it should be it, it should be close. I mean, it should be. I'm not saying wrought it so that the best so you make sure the best player gets it. I'm just saying that there should be a there should be some kind of a way, some kind of a system to set up so that ultimately the best player does get it in a fair way. Well, you know, the only way you can do that. Go on. Is that if you have like three people do the awards for everything? What the who same watch, three people who watch pretty much the games. All the games every weekend. Well, there's another job for someone at the NRL. I mean, perfect. 150 grand a year each. Call them, mid, call them mid-level management because that's what they do now. Yes, there's no shortage of that. That is 10 predictions. Cocksmith, which was mm. your favourite? Uh, my, my, like my, my most entertaining one was the um, uh, the Canberra one, I think. Yeah. Because... See Canberra, Canberra are a great team. They, they've they've actually not. well, no, they have, they have to me they are got because potential. because I, I've got two free dinners out of them for the last two years. <laughs> okay, tell and people I, about your dinner. And I hope that they just keep persisting. They, I want I want them to be consistent. Should we should we sludge the uh, place we went? Oh, ribs and rumps at Homebush. Ah, oh, boys and girls, don't go there. Customer service. It's don't go there. The, the food was good. The food was good when we finally got it. What night? Was it a Friday night? It was a Friday night. We and went in there. We ate at 7.30. And they shut... They shut, we, we, we shut the kitchen at 9. Shut the kitchen at 9 so we couldn't even get any dessert. And we're sitting there waiting for... I think I had some ribs left over. I was yeah. asking to get taken away. And we sit there. You wanted a doggy bag. And we, bag, and we sit there. And sat there for 35 there. minutes waiting for a doggy bag. And then they come over and say, oh, yeah. I said, I can't get this taken away. Oh, yeah, no worries. And I said, oh, can we see the dessert menu? Oh, no, the kitchen's closed. The kitchen's closed. Nine o'clock on a Friday night. Yeah. Like, no, don't go there. All right, ribs and rumps is a very good. So place, when I win next year, I get to choose the place. Oh, sorry. Next year, twenty twenty, cool. I'll take three in a row. Now, actually, this is probably leads us to the uh, the question that you brought up mm. on the night. Mm. The last thing, by default, I've had to go with Canberra. By default, you've had to go with St George of the yeah. Yep. You've made a suggestion for twenty nineteen. What is it? 
my suggestion is because was a I don't I don't like to see mates lose too much. See, so I thought I'd give him a fair crack, and you say that you can pick any other team you want. If you don't want Canberra, you can pick any team, and I'll give you your first pick. But I can also pick another team too. So, for instance, if you want to, if you want to say to me, the team that's going to finish above your team, even though you don't know which team I'm going to go for, will be the Roosters. Then mm-hmm. you can say it, and then I get to pick a team. I might stick with the Dragons. I might not. So, if you like. You can pick any team you want. So I've got about a month and a half to come up with the team, yeah? Yeah, we've got, you've got to come up with it before the kickoff of the, of the comp. Okay. I think, I think we'll agree with that. Let's just do it ceremonia- yep. ceremoniously for the uh, YouTube. There you go. You can I'll let go, go eventually, mate. mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are 10 predictions. We'll be back after the break here at the footy show just to talk some other rugby league. And just, uh, by the way, happy birthday, Ray Warren. Well, Ray Warren, whatever your name is. Is it today? 129 years old. Wow. Go Rabs. Okay, it's just time for some idle chit-chat here on The Footy Show as we close out episode 192. Yeah. Uh, we'll start the music because people love the music. Yep. Have you got anything you want to talk about, Cocksmith, at all? Because, I mean, we haven't really gone into depth about how good these T-shirts look. I love them. I love them. They're a great price too. Uh, my one was really good. <laughs> what, about you, what about your sons? Thank you to the golden gods. <laughs> um, I'm just looking at... I'm just having a quick look at... Uh, what's doing? What's that? No, there's nothing in there. No? I'll accept that. Uh, yep. Um, mate, um, I'd like to know uh, if you, you know, you, you don't want to, we, we don't really want to go down the, the road of hanging the NRL out to dry too much. No, we don't do that. But. Why don't we do that after we talked, after dinner last yeah. week? Yeah. <laughs> but one thing, one thing that's kind of bothering me a yeah. little bit is things like going forward, players leaving like Val Holmes did mm. at the drop of a hat um, do you see any do you see any resolve with that do you th- see a way to resolve them doing that what I don't understand is that we make a big song and dance about players signing other teams 12 months out mm. uh, we allow it within the 12 month period we complain about clubs letting players go and all this kind of stuff mm. There are some things in place that make it hard for a player to leave. Yep. However, David Clemmer, best I can tell, no transfer fee to the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. And they may have, I don't know if they have to pay any more money, but there's nothing made about it. Um, Valentine Holmes goes to the NFL training, not NFL, he's gone to NFL training to school, learn the NFL game. school, yep. He can just walk out on his deal. Mm. And there's no... Not penalty on the player or the club, but more of a case that is there a condition about when he comes back that is a thing that's instilled from the NRL level? And that's the, the question is, there should there be a transfer fee situation in those areas? I don't mind if, if the club lets him go. I've got no dramas, okay? If the club says, you've 
we just want to release you out of a contract. They've got to pay the extra money that comes out as part of the agreement, whatever. Mm. But no dramas with that. But mm. if a player decides to move out of, out of a contract and then it's forced on the club to let him go, that's where I think there should be something in play from a transfer fee situation. So when you get to the... Who um, pays it? The club they're going to? Yeah, the club they're going what to. What if they're going to the NFL? Well, this is the question that I got is that... Because the NFL has no jurisdiction on NRL. Well, that's, that's, that's the thing. So what, what's the... This is I think more your point is that what becomes the... What, what gets triggered, I guess, when a player walks out on a deal like that? Mm. Do, you, do you think that there should be... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just being devil's mm. advocate for a moment, but do you think that, they, that the NRL should hold a certain percentage of a player's contract so that if they do break it, almost like a superannuation, let's say you're Warwick Nicholson and you're on 500000 a year and the NRL says, great, that's... Funders. <laughs> Great, that's a really good um, good contract for you. But we're going to hold on to ten percent of that every mm. year until your final year of that five year contract, where you'll be given a superannuation kind of bonus of two hundred and fifty grand, the fifty thousand per year that we've held on to. If you break it beforehand, all of that money will go to your club. I mean, is that one way? Oh, it's, it's and I never thought about it before. The now. issue there is more where does the money come from on that bonus situation. What do you mean? Like the X amount being held back? Well, the player will get 10%. it. The player will end up getting it. Is it part of his original contract is what I'm For asking? For sure. Okay. It's got to come out of his pocket. If he breaks, if he wants to break a contract and a club enacts a, a clause in their favour that says, you've broken the contract, you've asked for an early release, yeah, we'll release you, but we're going to take that, whatever that money is, mm. we're going to take that now for ourselves. Um, and, I mean, that's one way of doing it. Another way of doing it that I like is if a player is going to go... This isn't so much for inter-club play. This is more if a player is going to go to rugby union or if a player is going to go to NFL or or uh, AFL or whatever. I think the NRL should be well within its rights and I think they should enforce a, 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 minimum, um, a, a minimum term that the player can't come back. And this is something we have talked about, everybody, like off-air... But what got me thinking about that is that I think you can't stop them playing. Well, you can stop them from coming back to the NRL. But maybe you can... Um, how do I put it? The player has to pay a, 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 almost like a re-registration fee. This is something that came out of this conversation we had. I don't think mm. you can... I don't think the NRL would stop them coming back. I don't think it's in there. Uh, everyone loves a redemption story in rugby league, you know. That yeah, whole garbage. I know, but but every but also on the same kind of. I mean, and I'm and as you know, I'm no Cronulla fan, um, but loves the sharks. Yep. <laughs> do not. Um, but I feel sorry for the sharks. They've lost probably mm. their best player, um, has you know, or equally their best in top three players. He's, he's definitely in the top three players. Mm. It, they've lost one of their best players at very short notice to another sport. Now. They didn't need to let him go, but they they also know that trying to force a player to stay is bad news because yep. he just, he'll sit down. Whether they whether they whether they'll admit to it or not, a player can be so upset that they just don't want to be there, and it's like a bit of a cancer on the club. My, I mean, maybe I'm being too harsh, but I think that there should be a minimum sit out, um, and it should be three years. You want to leave the sport? You're not going to play rugby league. You're not going to go to the Super League. You're going to go to NFL. Three years. It's a bold statement. Come back I in 2021. I agree with you the other night. I can't agree with you again, mm. only because I don't think the game is mature enough to be able to say no to a player coming back. Mm. 
because they're the same code that allows them to go in the first place. Yeah. The only thing that I think should be enforced in those situations is that the team that has lost that player, they need to get a kickback when that player comes back in. Now, if that means that the player has to give them first right of refusal, whatever you want to call it, Would you when want they come back? back, well, that's the question. But if he goes and signs with the Cowboys, as we're speculating, he will. the Cowboys should have to pony up X percentage of the contract that he walked away from. Or something like that. It, mm. There's got to be a, a thing that the player almost carries around his neck as a bit of a baggage that he is responsible for. By walking out of his contract, mm. he's then saying, okay, this is what I want to do. Great, good luck to you. But when I decide I want to come back to the NRL, if that's what I decide to do, mm. there's something that comes with me that makes me not necessarily less desirable to sign, but there is like a penalty that you've got to mm. you got to have on the back of your. your, mm. your I think I think there like, should be some kind of penalty. I just don't think you can rub the. You, you, there's no. Well, it's way not a rub out. It's just three rubs years. Out Val Holmes or whoever it is or Jared Hayne. We'll put it this way: before. Israel Folau would be allowed back now because he spent more than three years That's out of the game. The one that I just never understood. I was at Parramatta. It's money at that time that he money. wanted to come back to. No, no, he wanted to come back to rugby league. Mm. And for some reason, the NRL turned around and said, no, you can't sign him for 300 grand. Like, sometimes mm. you gotta shake your head. Mm. Let's go to another topic. I've got one for you. Go. Uh, who is gonna come out? Because we've got about eight minutes left. Good. <laughs> Who's gonna come out better out of this? Uh, Wayne Bennett or Anthony Seabold from the old dosey doe swappy swappy that's happened? That's a good question. I don't see Brisbane making the eight this year. I'll tie this in with what I wanted to talk about as well. There's two teams that won't make the eight this year that did, mm-hmm. sorry, that did last year. Yep. And they're Brisbane. Yep. And. Do you want that list again? Yeah. Okay, I, I thought year, about this a minute the ago. The top eight was the Roosters, Melbourne, South Sydney, Cronulla, Penrith, Brisbane, St. George of the Warrior, and the Warriors. Warriors won't make the eight. So Warriors, Warriors and Brisbane won't make the eight. Um, I think. Look, as much as people want to bag Wayne Bennett, um, he is a master manipulator. He's he gets the players on side very very quickly, yep. and he he gets them playing for him. All right, there's only been one time he's really failed, and and it was a bit of a and which was Newcastle. Well, okay, uh, I've I've caught you on this before. He didn't fail at Newcastle. No, he didn't. But he didn't have the cattle he wanted. But he also started off quite badly with the with the Alex McKinnon thing. You know, like that. That was a massive speed hump for the whole club. Oh, and he's admitted as much mm. in regards to that. I, and that's I, not I, his I just fault. don't think it's a failure in that they overachieved in that 2013 season. They got to the final four. Mm. Then very next year was when McKinnon tragically yep. had his neck snapped. And yeah. look, any club, I think, struggles out of, out of sure. that. Yeah. But There's a massive again, fallout. The, the part that, that I'll, and I've got no ties to Wayne Bennett, I don't to defend him at all, but you know that was the Tinkley era. Yep. Money that was there six months earlier evidently wasn't there six months later. And mm. uh, from people I know that worked there, it wasn't necessarily the easiest of times. Sure. That club has changed ownerships and all. It's 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 one of those poison chalices almost in mm. terms of, of clubs in the NRL. If you get it right, yep. Newcastle is a great club. Yep. If things go wrong, then all of a sudden you're now a small market team. Mm. You've got no money and sure. the rest of it. So I think that the... The criticism of him at um, Newcastle, I actually would almost argue that where he he disappointed was that he should have won more than one premiership at St George. Oh yeah, I think if he had a stayed, 
I think if he had a state, he 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 may have won more. But yeah. but let's go back to your question. Brisbane mm-hmm. South South will finish higher than Brisbane this year. Um, and whether it's true or not, I think Bennett will get a, a whole lot of the praise for that. And I think Brisbane not doing as well as they did this year, it'll land at Seabolt's feet. In saying that, I, I have I have no beef with either of those blokes. I think they're, they're you know they've both been fine to me. I just think given the roster, I think South will do better. And I think that that I think you know losing Josh McGuire is a big a big hit for um, for Brisbane. Um, mm. And, uh, I reckon they've got out the right time, just quietly. Really? No, mm-hmm. I, I still don't think so. I think he's, he's got another year or two good in him. Um, and they lost another player. Who was it? They've lost... Um, someone told me the other night. The biggest problem for them is they've got Nicarima and Milford in the halves. And I just don't think that they're a great mm. halves combination. Now and then, they'll come up with a, a great game. Um, but I, oh, the other player was Corbin Sims. Yes. Um, so they've lost... Two fairly influential forwards. Um, people will argue not their best two forwards, but they've lost two pretty influential forwards. And Thiday's retired. And Thiday, and they haven't picked they up. They get Jack Bird back from injury. Wow. But who knows with that? You know, he yep. was he was top of the world three years ago. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. He had a few good games, and and got a contract at the right time, in my opinion. Um, hope he hope they see the best of him. Oh, so do I. That, but the that other part of it that I think is is the Bennett couldn't lose situation and I'll explain this by he wanted to stick around at Brisbane for another couple of years and that's because of that young talent coming through the, the feeders the pain hards yep. the sarcos uh, Milford who's still 26 yep. uh, he, he could see there's something there that I sure. want, I've brought these kids through that's yep. what he'd done but the flip side of that is he probably knew that 2019 was the year too soon for any of those players to be a premiership contender, all right? Mm-hmm. He now gets to go to Souths, where it's the opposite. Their window is being held up by a thing in the wind, like a little... Yeah, uh, they've got another year. Whatever. They've got another year. They've got another year to try and stick around. He can go there and, look, unless they totally turn it up, he's not going to get... They won't. ...blamed. He's not going to get... He'll, he'll, yeah. get, he'll get them up for the season. They'll make the finals. They may or may not make a run in the finals, but it'll be... Be the right fit for them, and that's where I look at it from Bennett's point of view. Is what makes it fit for me. He's seventy-something years old now. Mm. He can pick and choose, and that's what ultimately has happened. Is that the Broncos said to him, "We don't want you." Mm. He said, "Well, I'll try and find a better, a better deal." And you know, I think he's come out of this smiling delightfully. Yep. Anthony Seabold's reputation's copped a little bit of a I thing think- here because he came out and he said, "Oh, I'm sticking around, and I got no interest." And then six months later, it's yeah. like. I want to go to Brisbane, and why can't this happen? And I think a few things. I think mm. a few things uh, to you know the middle, like you say. I'm, I'm not interested. I'm at Souths. So I'm you know my first year coach, and I've got no interest in any other club. Uh, and maybe he didn't at the time, but the way he handled those last two or three weeks, yeah. like a spoiled child, yeah, the toys were going out of the were you know, and and things and little things like when he said, you know, this affects more than me. This is my family, and blah blah blah. Well, he didn't really think about that when he fired most of the coaching staff, or when he accepted just, the deal to just go before Brisbane. Christmas. That's the part of it. Yeah, like he, you know, there is welcome, welcome to Brisbane, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know? like and look, I, I again, I've got no beef beef with Anthony, but I think that. Um, I think when you start popping off like that, uh, it's it, it's not going to end nice, you mm. know. Um, but in saying that, South will finish higher than Brisbane. In fact, South will be in the eight, and Brisbane won't. So you've called that Brisbane and the Warriors are out of the top eight. In I think so. Twenty nineteen. I think so. Who comes in? 
Is that what you want to know? Well, you've said Newcastle. Newcastle will be in the eight, in my opinion. And judging from what you've sort of said, you've got North Queensland, or you've grieved me before about North Queensland. North Queensland, good. yep. Um, the other teams, just quietly as, as we wrap up the show, mm. how did the Tigers win half their games last year? Oh, they're on the bus. They're on the bus. But no Look, bit, the Tigers... Ain't no clear in driving the bus anymore. <laughs> but but I, think Magu- I, think, I think actually, uh, just on the Tigers... Maguire's the perfect coach for them right now. He's a hard coach. He's a hard coach. He will grind them, and they need that. That that, that club needs a coach that will whip them, and I think they're going to they're going to get it with Maguire, and they're obviously getting it in preseason now. Um, I think Maguire is a kind of kind of coach that is, you know, he's a great three to four year coach at a club, mm. and then. He, he's, his stuff, his magic wears off a little bit and he moves on or gets new players. You know, that's the way that coaching works. You either you either get a new club or you get a whole new roster of players and keep one or two that believe in you. Um, so I think that's, I think it's great. I think the Tigers will do really well. They'll be out of that top eight, and I mean, this sounds like I'm hedging bets, but out of that top eight that I've Welcome known, the um, there'll be three or four that will be really nipping at the heels. And I think Canberra will be one, given... If they can get some cohesion in their halves, Josh Hodgson stays healthy in that four pack, does its job. They'll be a contender. For that so they'll be they'll be Canberra, the Tigers, um, probably Brisbane, and um, I'm not going to say Parramatta. Um, uh, Newcastle, you said them. Newcastle are in the eight. In the nine. They're in the eight. Yeah, those are those. This are those three clubs. I think. I think um, it'll be a very close comp as it is every year. Um, and uh, but but I think. The Warriors and, and Brisbane will drop out. Newcastle and the Cowboys go in. Nice. We will wrap up not the footy show after the break. Here. Here. Casa de Cocksmith. At my house. At my fish tank. Okay, welcome back to episode 192 of Not The Footy Show. We have a very special guest, Cocksmith. Yeah, what's your name again? Cocksmith. And uh, here's someone who probably doesn't even know that nickname, but it is Little Cocksmith, Nate. Can you see him on the YouTube? You can. If you can't see him on the uh, uh, podcast, well, that's because it's a podcast. Mate, welcome to the show. Thanks. Oh, I'm so keen to be here. <laughs> what, do we, what do we pull you away from? What are you watching? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. See, that's the demographics of our show, Cocksmith. Yeah. They love Charlie some the chocolate, chocolate Factory. Yeah. They love the Not The Woody Show. Love it's chocolate. fantastic. We've roped you in, buddy. Um, mind, mind you, can you stand up? Just stand up for a second. Just look, look, look at the camera. What are you wearing, Sunshine? Panthers. Show. Panthers Not The Footy Show NRL Podcast T-shirt. Now, in about three years, you'll actually be able to fit it properly, but that's <laughs> fine. He's growing well. What I'm going to show him is that uh, everyone knows that for the last couple of years, I've been a Bulldogs member. Mm. Uh, my nephew has been what a, a Raiders member. Yeah. I've re-upped for 2019, and we have got the packs that came through with the memberships. Oh, right. So I want to get young Nate to yeah. rate... Nate rates, yeah. rate, rate it with Nate, or yeah. do we call it the segment? What a segment. All right, what is the better pack, membership pack, all right? What so would you I'm, prefer to get? Was is going to show you something. What would you prefer? Which one would you prefer first, Canberra or makes, Canterbury? Which one would you prefer first? This makes a great podcast, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Canterbury. Okay, we're going to start with what I, I think is amazing. Yeah. Can you just describe what you've got in front of you, mate? Nice and loud. What is it? A 2019 pack member little pack. Little bag? What is it? What, what's, it's a... Open it up. Open it up. 
Unzip it, don't break it. It's like a little cooler, a lunchbox. Like a lunchbox. Is that, is that good? Do you rate that? And look, it's even got my name spelt right on the front of it. Yeah, That's pretty correct, impressive. Correct That's spelling. the first bit from the, the Bulldogs. Yeah. Then you've got the hat. What's, what's your thoughts? Can you describe the hat to people at home? It's got some stripes on it. It's proud to be a Bulldog on the back. Mm. Do you rate the front of it? Nah, he doesn't. Like, why don't you like it? What, what, what don't you like? If, if you were a Doggies fan and you received that, what, why wouldn't you like it? It's a little dull. It's a dull? What like, would you like to see on the front? What would be better? Probably the Bulldogs logo. The do Doggies yeah, logo, I agree yes. With that. I agree with that. Yeah. Now, this, is, this has not been opened. All right? This is the little pack that I got. And what does it say on the front? Snap your pack. So what it is, is the Bulldogs are giving us a little uh, envelope, a, a cardboard envelope, basically. It's encouraging us to open it up and then uh, post it to all the social accounts. So, if Dad can actually open it up, can I open that? Yeah, go for it. It's got a sticky thing. Yeah, he on can it. do it if he wants. That's the oh, whole yeah. idea of Nate rates. Yeah, I know. I'll just I'll just get the sticky thing off it. This is a podcast. Okay, open it up. What's in there? So what's in there? What's at the top? You don't have to read. It's just a little <laughs> description, description from who. Who's this bloke? I do not know. He's a coach. Dean Pay. So it's a caricature of Dean Pay just saying thanks for coming along and I'm yeah. assuming that's what it says. And what's in here? No, next bit. You've missed the, oh. missed the bit. What, do, you, do you know what that means? I think, is that all the premierships have one? Yeah, so yeah. they've got a list of, what's that, eight premierships uh, logos, basically, yeah. for all the yeah. years. I think that's a pretty cool feature. Yeah, it's all right. Open it up. Yeah. Now, what does it say on the left-hand side? Members hear first exclusive access to digital content and receive all club news first. So they're basically promising that over the course of the season, your email and your SMS will get all the information from the club first. That's kind of cool. And what's this thing on the right? Loyalty level check. And it basically is like, if you're one year, you're a rookie, two years white. Five years blue, Five ten years bronze. Not bad. So okay. what are you? So what am I? What's, what's my little thing say? What's that? What colour is it? Oh, blue. So you're That's five awesome. years on it. Is that? Blue zone. Blue zone. Yeah. So I'm a... Five years. You've been given those... No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm white. Oh. That's white. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I've been their member for three years now. So... Oh, the V. Okay. And I get, obviously, my pass. I get a lanyard. What's that one there, mate? That's a... Little key. Little key ring. That's not, that's not bad. So I can go to 14 games, I think it is, across the course of the year. How much do you reckon I paid for that, Clocksmith? As you 150 bucks. No. How much? 120? 120 for 14 games. Correction, $105. And, and all this... Plus all this stuff, that's a pretty good deal. Except for it? the hat. Other than that, it's all good, yeah. So the hat, we could improve. That's what you reckon, Nate rates. All right, yeah. so put that down. That's the Bulldogs pack. 120 bucks for 14 games and a couple of bits of... Memorabilia or Remember whatever. That? Yep. Now we'll go to the canvas stuff. Nate's, Nate's a bit of a closet Canberra fan, by he the is. way. What's that, Nate? Pull it out. It's like a bag. What is that? A sleeping bag holder or something? Oh no, it's a. Oh, it looks like a little jacket. It's a rain jacket. Is that right? Like a little poncho. Snow jacket, I think. Snow jacket. <laughs> it's a. It's a. It's a lime green poncho. Does it have any? Does it have any logo? Oh yeah, it's got a bit of a. It's got a Viking on it. Open it up. There you go. Member. Twenty nineteen. So it's member. a massive poncho. Yep. 
It's actually pretty cool. It'll fit you after all um, that pork. Mm. It smells like balloons. Yep. But we'll just open it up. Hold that side one. For people on the. It's like a three-man tent. Not bad, and it's rain's pouring down outside on it. Yeah, I think it's coming it's, down. it's rather large. There's the. I got a little. What's that? It's a satchel. What's it? A bloody pencil case. <laughs> pencil case or something. What's in it? I think you closed it. Close there you go. What is that? So it's his members ticket, sticker. Oh, and his and his uh his credit card thing, like his uh member card, 2019. And spelt correctly. So pretty exciting stuff. But there's a sticker in there which didn't get with the Bulldogs one. Right. And then. Oh. That hat's better. Yeah. So explain that hat for everybody, mate. So it's got actually a good logo at the front. It's got some sponsors on the side. What 2019 it? and it's lime green. The whole thing is lime green, so it's yep. really distinctive. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. So, how much do you reckon I paid for that? How many games you get to go to? And it's the question. So I couldn't get the same kind of deal, obviously, and I'm not going to do the same deal because I don't live in Canberra. Yeah. What I actually did was my nephew is a been member for the last couple of years. Instead of just getting an out of town member for 45 bucks or 60 yep. bucks, I think it was. Um, what we've done is I've bought four game pass, general admission pass, for him and me, like a family little family so pass. two people. For 120 bucks. We've right. both got this pack. Yep. Uh, not a bad little deal. Pretty good. I was going to do the same for my brother and his son, yep. who are Tigers fans, and there is nothing like that being offered. Yeah, they need to they they need to let you tailor your membership because that was like four games. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'll take him to maybe one. Yeah. Like if I can get into one, that's fantastic. We'll do a trip. Yeah. Uh, maybe another game if you're going to a Canberra game or something like that. We might yeah. tag along. But it was actually cheaper to go. Here's that's four games than um, be a full member. What are you laughing he's just about? Winking at the camera. <laughs> he just realizes he's on camera for the last. No, he's just 10 wink, minutes. he's just winking at it. Um, so yeah. Nate Ray, you gotta you gotta tell us, you know, which one did you prefer? Which one do you prefer? Definitely. Oh, it's hard because that comes with fourteen games. I think I'm gonna go with this one. And what, what's the key? The hat. The hat. Well, the hats are genuine. Kids. It looks like it. It looks like they you know, like that other hat looks like a two dollar thing. This one looks like something you'd pay twenty bucks for at the so at the game. Just hold them up next to each other. There. Yeah. It's not even a question. Yeah. So no, that's a hat. If we, if we just go all. Um, college football on people. Nate, can you rate which one do you like better, mate? This one. Pick put it up. Head. Put it on. There we go. Nice. He's conflicted. He's got Canberra and Penrith on him. But I guess what we're saying, everybody, in that segment that was really just for our entertainment only, uh, is that if you're a club and you're trying to look at people who don't want to go to pony up for all the matches make it a make it affordable yeah, and, yeah I agree. and get your merchandise right i mean it's funny like there's a simple sticker here that nate saw and he just went that's cool yeah like they, they need to let you tailor your membership because not everyone can get to all 12 games no. not everyone can get to six games but they need to let you say you know what here's you know this is what we'll do for you if you want to go to four great this is what we've got if you want to go to eight this is what we've got and if you want to go to all 12 home games this is what we've got um, and then maybe on top of that, you can you can uh, get home games like a premium, like a, a platinum pass should be every home game um, plus finals if we make it. Yeah, 
you know, or something like that. So what a segment that was. Nates. Fantastic. Rates, mates, something, dates, up top. Yeah. Thank you, sir. You're excused. He's gonna, oh, he's, he was nearly <laughs> going to steal it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that probably sounded horrendous in the podcast. It wouldn't have looked much better on the uh, uh, TV, mm. but... Nate has picked the right of stuff and the, the message here is clubs get your merchandise right mm. if you get your merchandise right it's something that we discussed as we wrap up the show is you know there's a, there's a huge element here in the marketing to kids yep. um, in rugby league yep. and there is a whole podcast that's waiting to be done around that between us but the key is you're going to get kid interested if you get the merch right. Yep. You know, in a little extension to that, just for 30 seconds, I was speaking to a mate the other day about AFL um, and um, and its kind of attack on rugby league. Yep. And and he was saying that he's he's got a he's got a young son who's about um, eight years old, seven seven years old. He might be seven years old. And um, anyway, at their school um last year it was his, he was in kindergarten last year at their school last year mm. the afl guys turned up early in the year and said who wants to play afl um don't show us your hands yet but this is what you're going to get if you come and play afl or you know or even if you come down to the the oval now yep. and play with us you're going to get a hat you're going to get um a t-shirt you're going to get all these things so there's about five things and this bag to keep it in who wants to play and everyone's hand went up not because they wanted to play afl but what happens is if you if you throw the the, the lure out there and you start winding in they go geez i like that look and at the what's lure. it cost you as a club what do you mean 10 bucks well at the most bucks for at the pack. very most and so but the afl do this across sydney mate mm-hmm. they will go to rugby league heartlands and this was a school in the shire and they will attack those schools. Now, don't think it's not an attack. It's a, it's a premeditated attack on rugby league heartlands. And they'll continue to do that because they've got money, you know. And if it costs them, they're probably buying 50,000 of those packs and they're probably about eight bucks each, seriously, for a hat and a T-shirt and a sticker, yep. probably about $8 each. And the kids love it. And what happens is the kids go and play the game. They have a bit of fun. They design a modified game that makes it a lot of fun. And the kids, the only thing kids think is, I had fun and I got this, you know. And um, if you know, I know that the, the head honchos at rugby league know this, but if anyone thinks that that AFL isn't trying to steal the youngsters, they're off their head. You know, they're seriously off their head because AFL, that's what AFL wants. AFL wants the kids. Huge key in all this, everybody, is the fact that rugby league struggles to attract the current supporter base to the matches. Mm. Just let that sink in. Yeah. You know, you might say we need to, you know, look after the heartlands and all those guys and girls. You don't increase your audience with the audience that ain't coming in the first place. Exactly right. You got to look outside the box. And as we've just proved there with someone who plays rugby league, who loves rugby league, two teams he doesn't go for. Mm. And what gravity's eye? The merch. The merch. Yeah. So there is episode 192. It's been from. That's at the Cocksmith. Well, let's do the next one at your house because you've, you've been out here a few times. I, now. I think I, I owe you a couple of yeah, trips. Yeah, me. But we just, you just got to organise, mate, for when you're, you're doing business up my way. I've got to organise when, when you can be home and not partying with all those people you normally have at your house. Right. What do you do? Yeah. Well, you're popular, aren't you? Yeah. 100%. Place was packed yesterday. Maybe one day we'll do a, um, a podcast from the Northern Territory, but let's talk about that later. <laughs> we will. You can grab us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NRL podcast. I'm on Twitter at NRL tweet and at WD Nicholson, Mr. Cocksmith. Yeah, Twitter is just uh, my name, R O B C O X, and uh, same with Instagram, same handle, and, at R O B C O X. 
there'll be the hashtag night 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 rights or whatever <laughs> it is. Um, I'll get that get that uh, title before we're done. Uh, he might make uh, periodic appearances throughout the season. We will make sure we get the other people on that have contributed to the show across the year. But I'm making no promises for this season. All I know is that you know, at different points we will be able to do shows. Uh, who knows, we might do a couple more on the YouTube that are a bit more dedicated towards that. We still have a date with Pat Richards to make happen. Yep. Uh, apparently he's just, you know, on holidays. Hamilton Island, mate. Yeah, it's he's right partying. Uh, <laughs> but we will catch you next time on Not The Footy Show. Please write us on iTunes and, uh, yeah, tell one of your friends for us. Yep, and your mum. Well, that's what Rove did. Oh, what happened to him? I don't know, he's on ABC. He was on Fireworks the other night. Was he? You know, now we've made it when we're outlasting Rove. That's what happens when you when you just kind of go down the drain, isn't it? You end up on the ABC or SBS. Mm. Awesome. With aggro. Catch you later, brother. See you, mate. The roller coaster style roof and comfortable seating for 40,000 will make this the state's sporting showpiece. Good afternoon, Australia, and welcome to the main event. This is the grand final. surprised if they stop this shortly. You can hear the lightning in the background. Have a look at the skies. They have opened right up. One of the world's great rugby league rounds. It looks okay. It's coming around and he gets it. Oh! Kicks now. Looking for a regather. Best lolly ever invented.
Was which one? The banana. Oh, you're asking me that question. No, no, the banana is. It's a statement. No, no, no. See, I'm a huge believer that the strawberries and cream is extremely hard to beat. Oh, really? There's a thousand of them in there. I want to eat them. Sweet. There we go. No, see, that's not strawberries and cream. No, no, the red ones. These are the improstas that get in. Are they the pineapples? No, they're like they. They're like a a jelly baby on top of a base of a strawberries and cream. Sounds a bit naughty. (laughs) Well, know what I'm saying? I don't taste as good as I should. Okay. All right. There we go. Red one, pink. There we go. I shouldn't have eaten a chewy lolly before we started. It was a big mistake. We're recording because that's going. That's recording. This is recording. We've now got three minutes of gold. Pepsi.